and whenever you're ready. Oh, hi, everybody. Hi, Marcus. Hello, Damien. Now, this is a bit of a strange way to start 100 Not Out, but I thought we should warn everybody that because of the excitement in the room for this particular episode, the first 20 seconds of this episode is very loud. So if you're not wanting to blow your eardrums out, or you're not wanting to scare the kids, or you don't want to crash the car, or fall <laughs> off your bike, <laughs> just turn the volume down a little bit for the first 20 or so seconds. Here we go. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the incredible birthday boy, Dr. Damien hey. Christoph. How are you, legend? Marcus Pierce, good to see you here. Hey, happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah have you ever heard me sing? Oh, oh. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear 100 Not Out. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, last time I did this, I I burnt my fingers last time when I did that. Unbelievable. Oh, apologies oh. if your ears exploded. Apologies if you oh, absolutely yeah, lost absolutely. it. Absolutely. We're gonna what we're gonna need to do is um adjust those volumes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've hey, lost your emails, yeah. I thought you were gonna come here in your birthday suit today. So all the girls out there lined up, you know, I can see Jodie Basil, Kara Henstry, yeah. I can see Wendy Debbie and Dunn. They're all there. Yep. Yeah, I can I, see Simone. She's yeah. come up from the sunshine, down from the sunny coast. Donna Heathcote's over from WA. Anwen and Jan are yeah, there. Amanda Coventry. Amanda. Yeah, all over there. Steph Ryder. Oh, my gosh. She's here Steph. a day. Steph's here a day early. Is that you know, Bedford over there? <laughs> what's that she had to see? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> In the birthday set. incredible. Jan Smith. Kim she's Stanley. I'm see. sure yeah. I see. Oh, holy Wally Bortz. This is incredible. Dima, even Dima's over there. That's remarkable. I can't believe that. Thank you, everyone, for celebrating. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's been an incredible three years, Dr. Damien. 156 episodes. Who would have thunk it? It's amazing. How did we get here? Well, it is. I don't know. How did we get here? And you think, wow, when we first started, when we did our very, very first one, there was fear. Wasn't there? <laughs> Anxiety. I was scared. I was going to be turning 40. You know, yeah. and, uh, but here I am, 42, moving into my, you know, I turned 43 Congratulations. this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and we just, and we interviewed um, only moments ago. Um, Robin in Ikaria yeah. and uh, and her mum was celebrating or was it her mum? No, her husband. Yeah. Her husband was celebrating his seventieth, <laughs> right? Five years ago, it was, you know, and uh, and they're like, well, you know, seven, Ikaria's yeah. are like, well, what, young 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 buck. Imagine what forty would be. Like, oh my gosh, how cute! I'll pull my cheeks, probably give me a little Sophie giraffe or something. You know, oh, I said they got cute cheekies. You know, because we're still so young, but uh, it is amazing. There are uh, the purpose of this episode is to kind of share some of our insights. Of the things that we've learned, and I know, and Marcus knows that you have insights into what you've learned, and we hear them. You know, in my practice, I get to hear them. In Marcus doing his coaching calls and Exceptional Life Blueprint, and all of the many things that Marcus is involved in these days, we get to hear what you um, have learned, and we love that. And through you know, through your messaging on Facebook and through your messaging on iTunes, the feedback, all of that, we get to hear it, which is beautiful but it's nice i think for you guys to see and to hear what we've actually learned well having started these video recordings here at 100 not out hq also known as the christoph residence <laughs> you've been um 
I accidentally cut you off on one of the episodes when you were going to suggest some key summary points from uh, Dr. Jan Smith, yeah. and then we thought, well, you know what? We've learned so much in this batch of recordings. Let's, on our third birthday, not not, not necessarily reminisce on the 150 before that, but yeah. particularly almost as this subsection of these recent interviews. It's been a real profound experience for us just recently on some of them. So do you want to share some of your aha moments, like the listeners do, that you've experienced in this recent block of interviews? Yeah, absolutely. There's a few things and uh, you know actually Marcus I think the the key thing it almost stemmed from the uh, episode that we did that was on purpose and vision and mission yeah and when we're talking to Jan she uh, was she was she was sitting in this seat where I am now and I was over there and she said something to Marcus which I thought you know was was quite profound um, along the lines of um, you know she she just she understood what her body was telling her and I think that we do or many of us actually become disengaged and so some of us will go oh, I've got a pain here or my feet are sore or my ankles playing up or my knees sore or my pelvis is sore or my neck sore or I've had a headache or whatever um, and you don't really think about what is causing it or what the implication is and you might go oh yeah I know it's that or oh yeah I know it's that but what Jan was talking about was life or death. She said, my fingers are really cold and I need to stop. And her, uh, and the people who her guides actually said to her, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. She goes, no, 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 hang on a second. I'm going to pull out something you told me not to bring, but she brought anyway because she knew her body. And it's that high-level um, attention to yourself, to your own body and to the, what your body's telling you that, uh, that she's checked into that I think is going to help her live a long time as well as achieve... I'm sure many more mountain climbs than just the one that we spoke about. Uh, so that's pretty incredible. I think what you're saying that a lot of people, when you said disengaged, they're disengaged from their body. Yes. That's what you were suggesting. Very much so. Well, they're engaged in their symptoms, but disengaged from the meaning of their symptoms. Mm-hmm. So symptoms are information, right? So symptoms mean only what you make of it. So if you've got a symptom, you could go, oh, I've got this ache or pain. I better take something or do something to fix that ache or pain. But you could, in fact, investigate that symptom further to understand what system in your body is failing or not working well and why isn't it working well. And and then if you're looking for longevity, one of the things that would be wise to do would be to try and make your life incredible. So make the rest of your life, the best of your life by addressing all those things that aren't going right. And, And I think that's, asking yourself questions and being truthful and honest with yourself. What are the, what's, what am I not doing well so that I can address the underlying cause of these symptoms? It kind of goes back to that Blackboard um, post that I put on my Blackboard at work, doesn't yeah. it, at, uh, at, at Vita, that says uh, if all the fish in the sea became suddenly ill or, or were fatigued or depressed, you know, would we add more drugs to the ocean? Or we look for the cause. And of course, in this case, we're saying look for the cause. So when you talk about this, we were, we're speaking about resilience with we Dr. Jan, right? Yeah. And everyone that we interview and all of our own aha moments generally stem back to the fact that living an incredible life is not for the faint-hearted. Mm. But because of the stresses that a lot of people are going through these days, they become, for want of a better term, faint-hearted. Yeah. And that resilience diminishes. But I don't think anyone is born with a lack of resilience. I don't think we can enter the world without sounding brutal. I don't think we can get through the vaginal canal or we can actually come out of the belly. <laughs> and give up. Right? If, give if, up. if there's not yeah. a level of resilience. Yeah, that's very true. And so how to a point can people go, all right, I'm, I'm hearing you. It makes sense. But I'm scared out of my wits to make that leap. And I think that's what we're trying to infer with Jan is like, you know, I... I just freak out at the concept of hanging by a thread up Denali and the rest of it. 
doesn't necessarily I mean we, you know there's certain parts of our lives where we're pre- not prepared to be resilient in and others that we are mm. but if someone's listening or watching and going all right like this this is I've heard this a hundred times and I know I need to to really heed this message I must improve what I eat or I must improve my um, movement habits or the rest you see this every day but let's come back to the core of it as a causal causative factor what must people do? in order to improve that position? You've got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And I think you have to start with your inspiration, which is your purpose. And so for those that are purposeless... Like why in God's name are you actually going to improve it? Yeah. Why would you? Like what is it that compels you to get out of bed? What is it that compels you to um, lock the doors at night or to turn the you know, the heating off or, or whatever it is. Like, what is it that compels you to make your home safe? It's it's those same things that would compel you to make change in your life. It should be what you pin all of your hopes and dreams on, not just the possibility or the potential that wait, maybe one day you might get there. But for me, it's for Jackson and for Amber, you know. So mm-hmm. they're my inspiration. What's your purpose? What's your inspiration? Once you've got your purpose and your inspiration, and I think this comes through what everybody that we've spoken to, and I look over to this sign, this you know poster here, because I look at all the, the people that we interviewed, their purpose. And when we when we spoke um, just with Noel, you know, just the other day, Noel uh, McMahon, Noel McMahon, legendary Melbourne footballer, um, he should have played for Richmond. Uh, <laughs> We might have won a couple more premierships. Um, you know, again, it came down to a purpose and an engagement and, and being involved. But he was able to you know, make decisions because it made him feel good. And, uh, and, and you should be making decisions to make because it makes you feel good in the long term, not only just in the short term. So when you say that about um, you know, Amber and Jackson being your inspiration, yes. and, and I feel that with, with my family as well, this is to the point, but also a little bit unrelated. I generally um, talk to people about a technique. I, I don't know. I just call it text message, right? So you get your phone out and you're like, do you, oh, let's say so I'm going to do this to Mayor and Derby. Dear Mayor and Derby, um, I, I just couldn't bear not smoking today. I just uh, I couldn't do it. Um, you know how much I love you guys, but... I just really, I really had to smoke that cigarette. Um, hope you understand, and I really hope that um, the example that I'm setting for you is okay, even though I know it's not. But um, this is kind of the example that I'm going to set for you. Love your dad. In brackets, weak S H I T. Like, do you see? Wow, like, that's powerful. In, in terms of oh, like wow. the the yeah. accountability, yeah. Of your, they're your inspiration, and and this probably comes back to that podcast that we did where I said my my purpose does sound a little bit creepily pain-based in terms of I don't want to write that text message. Mm. So it's not that I'm running away from that text message, but like what you say, your inspiration, your driving force is almost the example that you want to set to your family. Yes. And that that example that I used was um, with a friend of mine who was breaking up with uh, his wife. And, And all I said to him was, if you had to send your kids a text message, would you be able to say... Uh, kids, I have done everything in my power to keep this family unit together. Mm. And I can tell you right now as your father, I've put everything on the table. And for the best for the best future of the family, your mum and I are not going to spend the rest of our lives together. And I can t- look you in the eye and say that is the case. Be happy to tell you that's the case, knowing that I've set the best example I possibly can. Mm. Can you write them that, that on the text message? 
And he said, and and he could. And I was like, fabulous. So this is there's no mistakes. Ready this is go. part of the process. You're yeah. ready to go. Um, but I just I love that you and many others draw inspiration from your family, mm. and it's other people. That's been a big theme, hasn't it? The, the concept of other people involved in your life purpose, whether it's living in a career in a village of 120 where everyone knows each other. Yeah. The success of life, the art of living, seems to come back to having other people inspire you. That's right. Being, being part of a community that keeps you going, that, uh, that gives you purpose. That's what it's all about. I love that. So to go back to that, um, just where would I start? I think that I would start with the easiest things. So obviously finding what your inspiration is is very important, but start with the easy things. Uh, and so easy for me is getting up off the couch and going for a walk once a day. Mm. That's so easy. And even if, and, and I remember looking after a lady who weighed 272 kilograms when I first met her, Miranda Tafa, and uh, she was in New Zealand and she was the fattest woman in New Zealand. And the first thing that Leanne, who was our trainer on the TV show, got her to do uh, was to just start walking. The thing that I had to do was to try and get her to start eating better. And uh, and whilst that's a big emotional hurdle for many people to you know start to eat better, once you start eating better, it's actually easy to make better decisions. Mm. But uh, until you've actually done it, it seems like it's very, very difficult to do. It's, it, it's taking that first step. So because I uh, cut you off on the Jan Smith episode... yeah. Is there anything else not, from Jan? It wasn't the first time. I mean, <laughs> our watchers and our listeners know. Our watchers. I like this. Our watchers or our viewers? Our viewers. Our, our, the, people, <laughs> the people that are engaged with us, <laughs> they they know that's not the first time you've cut me off, Marcus. Fair call. Yeah. Not intentionally. I like the way you yeah. say it. Pardon me for accidentally interrupting <laughs> you or something. Sorry, sorry, for, sorry for speaking while you're interrupting. That's right. Yes. So was there something else from Jan? That you learned that you wanted to share because I would hate to have doubly interrupted. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, what I loved about her was her determination uh, and she had piercing eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, as she sat here and Marcus said, do you think you will, uh, you know, you will do this? And she said, yes, I will absolutely, 100%, w- without a doubt, this is what her eyes were saying, I will absolutely climb that summit. I will summit it. That's what, you know, and it was that determination because in her fabric and in her fibers she knows that's where she's going to be she's probably seen herself there already and uh, and and we can't wait to be interviewing her again but that was exciting to me because there was that 100% grit and determination even at her age to be wanting to summit another unbelievably tall mountain speaking of determination yes i don't think it was a word that we used when we interviewed amanda and tez oh my gosh but it's a feeling that i get uh, on both sides, but particularly Amanda. Fourth pregnancy. Yeah. Second surrogacy. Yes. Life purpose on steroids. Like yeah. we both finished the interview going, what an incredible woman. Yeah. And a remarkable man. But let's yeah. talk about Amanda for a yeah, moment. Absolutely. The level of determination, for want of a better word, to go through the ups and downs of pregnancy, having never been pregnant and never will be. How to actually do that, particularly when you know, and we didn't get to record these um, discussions, but when you know that once the baby is born, you're passing the baby on, that level of um, will, but also inspiration, it just blows my mind. Full on, isn't it? Full on. I, I, uh, I was, to have that 100% resolve that what you're doing is for somebody else and that what you're creating and what you're helping to grow is a gift for somebody else. Even the discussion that we had afterwards where um, Brett... 
Brent, is, is it Brent? Um, Brent, Brent's husband. Yeah, yeah. Brent, uh, yeah, Amanda's husband, uh, wanted to be able to hand the baby over to Michael and to Tez as, as a gift. Like, this is oh, our, this is our so... gift to you. That's amazing. That's 100% resolve and, um, and purpose with the reason why you're doing what you're doing. So from that, then, as someone who will never be a surrogate, because I just don't have the, <laughs> you got the, the material for it, <laughs> the, materials, no the raw materials, yeah, no equipment for that. So the, the lessons from that are when, like, in that level of life purpose, there's no going back. Mm. You know, like, cut off all options. Yeah. And that message really resonates with me. Yeah. I love, it sounds sadistic, but backing myself into a corner and knowing that there's no other options. And, and Amanda... Is in that case. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... I mean, unless she's going to flee the country and all the rest of it, but we're talking about real-world stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I... It's, it's a very biased view, but I, I believe that more people need to have a level of urgency or, or lack of choice because so many people these days, particularly the people I work with, that have a comfortable, safe job, mm-hmm. sometimes the best thing for them to be in order for them to live their best life would be to lose their job, get the sack. Yes. Um, Someone the other day, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had to pretty much, someone I was on the phone to the other day, and she will know who she is if she's listening or watching, (laughs) was offered a redundancy of $40,000. Right. And she was questioning whether to take it. She did not like her job. Oh, wow. She knew that um, beyond her job, there was something else that she really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but she wasn't sure if $40,000 was enough. Right. And I said, how how much does it take you to, to cost to live each week? It was around about $800 a week. Jeepers. So I said, hold a on a minute. You've got a year, got a year of living. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And you can actually dedicate a year of your life if you want to, to, to doing what you love, loving what you do, being the most incredible person that you want to be, dedicating your life to whatever you want. That's it. And then the worst case scenario, if you get to the end of the year, you go find another job. Yeah. But that would be not really learning the lessons. But that's beside the point. Wow. You've got a year. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I was like, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> no-brainer. You don't need yeah. me on the other phone, on the other line to go, that's a no-brainer. But that's, you know what's interesting about that is that sometimes the, the answer stares you in the face, but someone else has to tell you. And so there's people that are listening to this and watching this that are thinking, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know what I've got to do. But uh, in, I think in almost every single case, because people are surrounded and every, every person we've spoken to in every episode we've done, there's always been somebody else that can hold somebody else accountable. Mm, absolutely. We're not even accountable, just point you in the right direction. It's about opening your heart, opening your mind, opening yourself up to people who can help you and support you and hold your hand along the way. Mm, precisely. Um, one more guest that we spoke about briefly, but I'd really like to just mention here is Robin Watley, the gold yeah. digger in yeah. Korea. And you just mentioned accountability. And she was saying that there's maybe one other couple in Korea who are born and bred Americans and don't have any Greek descent. Yeah. And it got me thinking that they have that accountability to live the Korean lifestyle from the Korean's themselves without yeah. the Korean's having to lay on any accountability. Yeah. They're just living their normal life and then the Watleys are... Uh, assimilating with that and just reminding me the power and we talk about it all the time the power of your peer group of your social engagement to live your best life yeah yeah and transportability and flexibility you know those people that are inflexible and you know the ability to touch your toes is is an incredible thing like obviously that represents flexibility but the ability to touch your toes is a very strong representation of the rigidity of your abdominal aorta 
which, which is fascinating, this is, right? This is good. Go so, with this. Um, your abdominal aorta is... Hold on, your... hold on. I was going to check if I can touch my toes whilst you do that. Okay, I hope you can. Yeah, I can. Oh, good, great. So now I want to know what this <laughs> means. And... He bent his knees. No, I'm hold joking. on, hold on. No. <laughs> Nah, he's all right. They weren't, they weren't that bent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now everyone listening, they either can or can't. They want to know what you're going to say. Yeah, so um, there's been studies that talk about the degree of rigidity or the uh, thickening of the arterial walls of the abdominal aorta um, with the that correlates with your flexibility, your trunk flexibility. So the ability to touch your toes is a really um, good indicator of the rigidity of your aorta. Fascinating stuff, right? Fascinating stuff. So that, so much so that the more you maintain flexibility, the more you retain pliability of your blood vessels, which is amazing. But the more you maintain flexibility in your life, I would suspect the more you maintain pliability in your lifestyle. Mm. And, uh, and, and I love that. Is that the same with, um, they talk about with arthritis and rigidity as a metaphor for rigidity in life or way of living or, or viewpoints, you're saying a similar metaphor in terms of pliability or flexibility in an area of the body can be almost translated to pliability or flexibility in lifestyle, be it mental, emotional, or physical. Mm. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Interesting because arthritis, you know, traditionally, if you look at Louise Hayes or Carolyn Misses, you know, information when they when they write about what a symptom might mean um, or a disease process might mean, um, that there is an implication that arthritis is, you know, the chronic form of rigidity in your life. But some of the fittest people that I know yeah. um, are actually, <laughs> you know, they have arthritis in their fingers. And I was talking to a great mate of mine, also a practice member um, at my practice, and we we're discussing arthritis in the fingers um, because they they actually had arthritis in their fingers. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that this person is so fit. Um, can you know CrossFit does everything, stays really, really well. Excellent mindset, but I just wonder whether or not there is rigidity in there because, um, yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that metaphor. Yeah, um, and I just but but this guy I I thought was you know in particular very very flexible. So maybe maybe there's something to that, Marcus Pierce. We're going to learn a lot about this um, when we're in a career because I think when we go and observe all of that. Um, this is kind of why I get so excited about it is because we're going to get to observe so many things that we think or we we think we might know, but then we get to observe. Mm. this. When uh, Robin spoke about, you know, 8,000 people, 62 villages mm. in that 8,000, it's about 120, 130 people per village. Yeah, yeah, magic numbers. You know, magic numbers, incredible numbers. But um, I, I'm curious to see people that have arthritis yeah. but are 100. They seem to just, probably like you were saying about your colleagues earlier, your acquaintances, just uh, push on regardless of the fact. Yeah. Um, and one of our um, guests who we haven't interviewed yet, Billy Jordan, who looks after the oldest hip-hop group in New Zealand. Oh, I can't wait to interview her. Now, yeah. half of them yeah. have got arthritis, yeah. uh, dementia, um, and she's saying you can still do things. Yeah. You know, and so it's not <laughs> it's a death so sentence. Great. It's so great. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, I'm actually, I'm fascinated to learn whether or not in Ikaria... Um, you can reverse the aging process, and mm. if you can reverse the disease process, I'm fascinated to find that out because I actually wanted to ask Robin that. I wanted to say, I wanted to ask her when she moved to Ikaria, did she find that any of her ailments retract? Did yeah. has she noticed that other people around don't complain about aches and pains? You know, there's she spoke about Yaya uh, or grandmother, and said that, and she said that you know a, a spoon of honey every single day is what keeps her healthy. And then she went back to her, you know, 
uh, waving waving of, yeah. of the sock or unweaving of the sock. And uh, and so I'm looking forward to hearing about those sorts of things. Yeah. So uh, there was one question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, and it's promised just one. Okay. So <laughs> 100 not out. Yeah. Is three years young. That's amazing. And I think we we would both agree, and all of our listeners and viewers would agree that there's been a lot of learnings. Yeah. A lot of learnings. What do you think? And you've just mentioned a couple of things in terms of what we think we might learn in your career. Do you think you can wave your crystal ball and think anything that you might consider that you that you might learn over the next three years. It's a bit hard to say what you think you might learn. Well, it's hard to know until we go through it. But is there anything that you're really curious to find out about over the next two or three years in this space? Because when we first started, we kind of smashed the nutrition myth that, you know, eating right was the haven and fountain of youth. And we kind of smashed that one pretty quickly. Very quickly. And then we saw the power of exercise and purpose and engagement and the rest. Do you think... You know, we're both very curious people by nature. Yeah. Do you think there's other things that we're going to learn over the next three years, or do you think a lot of what we have learned will just be reinforced? Oh, I think we're we're uncovering very clearly the secrets to longevity. Um, I don't think there's going to be many more pearls of wisdom that people are going to say this is the one thing. I think the current, I think the themes that came through in the first few episodes of One Hundred Not Out um, will still remain the same. But hearing other people share their stories, mm. I think, will inspire us to do different things. Yeah. Um, I think what's happened, particularly with me. Um, and moving, not moving away from nutrition because, you know, in writing my book, which I am currently doing, it's a nutrition book. Um, but it's probably more around lifestyle, but the philosophy of lifestyle and nutrition. I've become more philosophical in the observation of what is, you know, I suppose the practice of everybody else living their life. Um, and I've become much, much, much less judgmental um, as a result of, you know, investigating other people's lifestyles. And, and, I've, and I feel really blessed uh, for being part of 100 Not Out. So, Marcus, thanks so much oh, for, pleasure, for doing, great, man. you know, for creating this because, uh, you know, without this, I think I might have been even more rigid about nutrition and, you know, I might have gone, you know, down an avenue. Maybe it was paleo or maybe it was veganism or maybe it was something else, but remaining omnivorous and, and relatively um, laissez-faire around my, my meals uh, and, my, and my lifestyle, I think has allowed me uh, lots of flexibility and, and pliability. Well, all I'm going to say on that, if um, the uh, Vietnamese lamb salad that we had last night is laissez-faire and the incredible chicken, sober noodle, uh, basil, mint, green <laughs> salad that you just whipped up out of the herb garden. And the kale, kale eggs oh, this morning. Oh, the kale eggs this morning. I tell you what, Damo's version of laissez-faire is absolutely incredible. <laughs> so I love it and uh, it's been an incredible three years and let's bring on another three, five, ten, twenty years. Let's be doing this when we're 104 years of age and weaving rugs if we've still got apple mac computers and we're using microphones when we're 104 i'll be surprised but <laughs> <laughs> let's keep on doing it i love it oh, it's been an incredible journey thanks again yeah. for your wisdom Thank and you, for your insights thanks again for your support over these three years it's been so valued and uh, without your support we would not be still here so thank you to the viewer to the listener to the supporter of 100 Not Out. Thank you, as always, to your incredible business, Forage Damo, because you've been such a great supporter. You've fed so many people around Australia and New Zealand, and um, it's been a remarkable alignment to have uh, Forage on board for such a long time. Well, it's it's my pleasure, and so thanks so much, Marcus. And I don't say that know, from but... an advertising perspective, because I don't know if the people listening know, but you give away thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars of forage every year just at the recent wellness breakthrough i calculated over a thousand dollars just in giveaway 
not sell. And so, and that's not just from a branding strength perspective. That's pure from generosity from the heart, just for showing thanks and support. So I just think it's remarkable. And, Thank you, um, mate. Yeah, Thank you. It's a big vision. I mean, it's part of my vision. It's part of my purpose. It's part of, you know, my mission is to help people eat great food. So, you know, this helps me. And, uh, and I know that for those of you who are eating it and, uh, and supporting the brand, um, you know, you, you're part of my vision and mission too. So thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. There are many ways to connect with us, guys. You can go to facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. Check us out at thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available. And again, to learn more about Damien and myself, go to damienchristoph.com for Damo and marcuspierce.com.au for moi. Until next week, may the rest of your life be the best of your life. Love it. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.